A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we've got an entitled parent story of a father ordering their kid to intentionally lose. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, my parents did something stupid again. I'm dyslexic. Recap. My parents were not invited to my younger brother's wedding. Believing that my younger brother's wedding was held at my wedding venue, which it was not, made a huge scene at another couple's wedding and cost me $5,000. I'm suing them. I'm more annoyed than mad at the latest stunt. After the incident at the couple's wedding, my father's side of the family has officially cut contact with my parents. And my oldest brother, Paul, fake name, who has always found excuses for their behavior, has had enough and said he was going no contact. However, Paul always says that he's going no contact, but after a few days is right back making excuses for them. So I wasn't too shocked that the day my parents were served with my lawsuit, I started getting text messages from Paul trying to guilt trip me to drop my case. Apparently the couple is suing them too. However, Paul kept texting, how could you do this to your parents? And Paul always uses the letters R, U, and C substituting for words. But the texts I were getting were using R, U, and C in the proper written way. But I knew it wasn't Paul when Paul started to bring my sexuality into the conversation. Because Paul might have made up excuses for them, he himself never agreed with what they did or what they believe in. So I called Paul's house phone. That's when Paul informed me that him and his family were moving and he has a new number. When my parents realized that Paul was serious this time about no contact, they turned nasty, and when my parents started demanding the phone, Paul just gave it back to them SIM card and all. I'm not close with my brother, but I love his wife and his two boys. How did my parents think this was going to play out? I've just sent this to my solicitor. They broke the temporary protection order, so they're probably going to be getting a fine as well. That's it for now. You gotta love when all of a sudden somebody who hadn't agreed with those viewpoints all of a sudden starts typing really properly, at least compared to how they used to, and pressing on topics they had no business approaching before. I hope they're proud of intentionally violating this court order, and best of luck honestly to OP. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Entitled Mother Wants Me to Watch Her Kid While She Goes Grocery Shopping. I work at a grocery store part-time over the summer, and recently a middle-aged woman and a very hyper four-year-old girl walk into the store. She spots me and walks over to the customer service desk, which I happen to reside by. I didn't notice her at first, so she decided to snap in my face. I was surprised, but I put on my nicest face and asked her what she needed help with. She says in a high-pitched mother voice, Hi, my little angel here gets quite excited when we go grocery shopping. Do you mind watching her for a bit, she asks. I was surprised at this because no one has ever asked me this before. I replied with, um, no, I'm sorry, but I cannot fulfill this duty as it is not my job. I'm happy to help with anything else. And she looks at me and says, well, it is your job. You work here. I nod and explain to her what my job includes and how babysitting isn't any of that. She gets angry with me and asks for a manager. I find my manager and he tries very hard not to laugh. He explains that I cannot fulfill what she wants me to do. She then says, well you've lost a customer, and then storms away. Honestly it made my day. 
you know, corporate might care if you say, oh, well, I'm never coming back here again. But you know who most likely does not care that you'll never come back? That grocery store part-time summer worker. Most of them are going to say good riddance. Our next story is, I was just trying to take care of my mom. Now I'm living out of a hotel. So this is long and ongoing. I'm a 35-year-old man. A year ago, my father passed away, so my wife and I upped sticks and moved in with my mother so I could look after her. We had our issues with her lying to her doctors about her health issues. She would complain all week about things, and during the appointment, she would lie and say she was fine. When I started telling her doctors the truth, she would lash out and say some pretty messed up stuff. She would lie to her physical therapists about her workouts, gush about how much I did for her in public then claimed I wasn't doing anything for her in private. Eventually, everything came to a head when she demanded that I stay with her every waking minute because she was a fall risk. This caused my wife to haul off and tear her a new one. Rather than sitting down and talking things out, my entitled mother decided to take off. I made it clear that we would still look after her should she change her mind, and she said that the house is yours, make it yours. So my wife and I started to lay down roots there. Soon after, we got a call from Entitled Mother saying that she decided to sell the house. We offered to buy it and were told that she didn't want to sell it to us because of our fight, served us with eviction and took us to court. The whole family thinks she's lost it and we currently are living in a hotel. Her downward spiral started when my sister was on a call saying she felt alone as she had moved out of state shortly before my father became ill as a result of the pandemic, she was unable to come to the funeral. My mother's response was to chastise my sister since she has it worse. My sister was understandably upset about this, but I made up my mind to look after her. We came up with an agreement. I would take over payment of the house and all the bills so she could save her money for her treatments. I was living off two hours of sleep a night, as she would get up in the middle of the night and try to walk around without her walker. When she would inevitably fall, I had to get up to pick her up, as a result, eventually hurting myself. When I would point out that she needs to use her walker, she would make excuses and even lie about what her doctors and therapists said. One day, I caught her trying to pick up stuff from her dresser without her walker. After her physical therapist told her how to use her walker safely to move things. I know because I was in the room when he showed her. Still, she looked me dead in the eye and denied it. After her next appointment with a physical therapist, I asked him to show us again. Sure enough, I was right. As soon as he left, she picked a fight saying that I hated my father. Every time I would have to replace something in the house, she would start a fight saying that I never do anything around the house and how I must have hated my dad because I replaced everything that he put in. For example, one day the water heater gave out. I came out to the garage flooded. I contacted a plumbing company and they looked over the water heater and showed me where it had rusted holes in the back and bottom. It had to be replaced. So we set out to replace it. She went on a tear and started blaming us for the damage to a 20 plus year old water heater in South Texas. It took two days to install the new system. All the while, she refused to leave her room and would demand I stop whatever it was I was doing so she could tell me her thoughts on a show she was watching or how much she disliked some particular actor or actress. So here I am juggling helping put in a new system and fixing 30 years of jury rigging to bring it to code, and I'm having to stop every 10 minutes to talk with her about nonsense. 
After finally getting the darn thing installed and after her stopping me several times to complain about how long it was taking, she called me into her room again to chastise me about how the house was a mess and how I refused to take care of her and how awful I've been. I told her I've been working on the house, which she just dismissed with a whatever. Now I started to clean the kitchen, managed to get it spotless and even after making her supper. I delivered her food to her and she once again went on a tear saying that I wasn't doing anything. The house was a mess and I was not taking care of her right. I rolled my eyes at this point and said fine and turned to leave so I could clean the rest of the house. She stopped me and demanded I stay with her for every waking moment because that's what her doctor said I had to do. It was not and I know it was not because I sit in with her for her appointments. I try to explain that I can't clean the house if I'm stuck in her room, but she won't listen. She just keeps bounding between the house is a mess and I have to stay with her. This is what sparked our argument. My wife heard this and just went off. Well, here we are now, living out of a hotel for the next two weeks, and yesterday I get a call from APS. Turns out she filed a case against us claiming a bunch of stuff that's just made up. In fact, the person I spoke with outright said as much. I mean, I uprooted my life to try to be a good son, and this happens. So to be clear, my wife and myself are currently no contact, and last I heard she was still living in an assisted living facility. Now my eldest sister has also gone no contact with her, along with the rest of the family which condemn her actions. My second oldest sister and her husband are currently in contact with her and are having their own issues with her. This stems from a deal they made with her in order to make use of the car that my father had bought shortly before he passed. The deal was that my brother-in-law would use the vehicle, but would be responsible for its maintenance and drive her to doctor's appointments. The problem is rather than communicating ahead of time, she regularly schedules her appointments for as early as possible and waits till the last moment to tell him, often the same day. This would not be a problem if he lived in the city, but he lives in a small town 45 minutes outside the city limits. To deal with this, he simply offered to buy the car, but she refuses to sell for anything less than what my father paid for it brand new. While they've tried to maintain friendly relations with her, and at my request stay out of this, my mother is now demanding they validate her behavior and tell her they agree with her actions. Otherwise, they are against her. Looking back on some of her behaviors in the past, I see now this is nothing new but a long string of behaviors that was only hidden because my father would keep her in check. I'm at a loss for where to go from here. I uprooted my family, I broke my body, I pushed myself beyond the point of exhaustion because I wanted to be a good son. In the end, I had a failure of a mother. So I totally understand where OP's coming from on an emotional level. It's their mom and their father wanted them to look after them. But I think OP and more of their family members even beyond OP have tried honestly their best. At some point it just becomes too ridiculous and I think it's totally fair if OP cuts their losses. I think at some point it just becomes too ridiculous and you just have to let it go. As much as it hurts. This next story is, hers is the one that says bad witch on it. My friend and I, 34 year old male, had been planning on a pool day and today wound up happening to be that day. It's worth noting that both my friends, around 30-year-old female and her daughter, 5-year-old female, have type 1 diabetes. They manage their condition with a device called a PDA, personal diabetic assistant, and some patches that get applied to their skin that are evidently waterproof. 
This device happens to look exactly like a phone, but doesn't do much other than monitor blood sugar levels and alert the user if they need something more than the insulin in the patch. This either takes the form of either something that looks like a candy or a juice box. Other thing to notice is, my friend works in the adult entertainment industry and is both very, very comfortable in her own skin and has been fresh out of fluffs to give since she was about 18 years old. Not to say she acts or dresses immodestly, especially around her daughter, just that she appreciates being appreciated and looks amazing in a bathing suit. As for the fresh out of fluffs, well, you'll see. My gym, for obvious reasons, has a rule about no recording devices of any kind being used in the locker rooms or pool areas. That's not to say that there's a no cell phone rule because there isn't. It would be both unenforceable and impractical. You can have your phone, but you'll be escorted off the premises if you're caught taking pictures of people or recording video. There's also a rule about no outside food being brought in as they've got a restaurant and a cafe inside and frown upon people bringing their own lunches in. Happily enough, there's an exception for diabetics and other such medical conditions, because that's kind of federal law that such things must be allowed. So my friend and I arrive and we post up on a pair of deck chairs. One of us keeps an eye on the tot, and today it's mostly me since she enjoys the sensation of being cooked by the sun slowly, and I have trouble sitting still. After a little while, my friend flags us down, as the little one needs a juice box. Me, being a mature and responsible adult, naturally stole said juice box and tried to do a runner. The little girl squeals and says something like, Hey, that's my juice box, you give it back. And me, doing my best greased up death guy voice from Family Guy reply, You're never gonna catch me, and there's a little bit of a spectacle as she chases me down. Finally, I let her catch me and return the juice box, and we both walk back over to where my friend has been keeping an eye on us. She moves her enormous sunglasses down to the tip of her nose and gives me an eye roll and asks, Did I bring one child in here or two? I plead the fifth and have a sit and chat while the little one slurps down her juice box. My friend then whips out her daughter's PDA, which has a hot pink case on it with a label on it that says, Little B. This is to differentiate from my friends, which also has a hot pink case on it that says Bad Witch on it. It used to say Little Witch, but that was frowned upon when she had to give it to the teacher for kindergarten, so Little B it was. We chill until the device has been appeased, and then I take the little one off for some more trips down the water slide, while my friend flips over and undoes the back of her bathing suit so she's cooked evenly. Before we can make it very far, a middle-aged woman complete with the Karen haircut comes over and starts to squawk. You need to cover up, there are children here. My friend rolls over and keeps her bathing suit in place with an arm and points at me with her free hand. I know, there's two right there. Don't let the size fool you, the big one's the less mature of the pair. What's your problem exactly? Karen puffs up a bit. My son won't stop staring at you. You're, you're tempting him. Without missing a beat, my friend replies, Oh really? Why don't you try telling someone who gives a freak? You're in my light, this is a pool, I'm wearing a bathing suit. Have a fantastic day, and then rolls back over onto her front. The Karen makes a gobbling sound, apparently at a loss for words, and stomps off with her fists clenched, presumably in search of a manager. Me and the little one go off for the water slides, which I was secretly looking forward to. A man in his 30s going down on a water slide by himself? Rather odd. Going down a slide with a 4-year-old in front? Totally normal. After about an hour of impersonating a fish, 
I look for my friend and see her standing up, looking around with a very concerned expression on her face. I pop the little one onto my shoulders and we go check in. Apparently at some point my friend had managed to doze off despite the noise and the big bag of stuff she brought in was missing and she kind of needs it right now. Her sugars feel off and she's dizzy. I leave the little one with her mom and think for a moment. Then I have a thought and figure going over to the check-in desk might be step one. An attendant looks up at me with a smile and asks how he can help. I explain the situation, that there's a big bag missing, pretty standard beach fair bag, so he asks if I can identify anything inside. There should be two hot pink things that look... Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Look like phones inside? One says bad witch on it? The attendant covers his guffaw just barely and then brings up my friend's bag. He explains that a woman brought the bag over claiming the person whose bag it was kept on using the devices inside to take pictures of her and her offspring. The guy knows we probably didn't do anything wrong, but he had no idea to whom the bag belonged, and also didn't want to get into it with that woman. I couldn't blame him. I take the bag back to my friend and she starts digging through it. And then the digging becomes rifling, as things are rapidly ejected haphazardly from the bag, and then she looks up at me. That witch, she says on a rather alarmingly cold tone. I said something clever, sounded a lot like, huh? All of the juice boxes and candy are gone and my sugars are hitting the floor. I'm going to kill her. Today I learned that irritability is an understatement as far as a low blood sugar symptom goes. My friend stands up, scans the area, and sees something. She stalks over and happens upon a rather smug and familiar looking woman laid up on a lounge chair with a rather timid looking boy of about 12 in the next chair over. The Karen opens her mouth to say something and manages to let out another squawking sound as my friend without any preamble or warning grabs the woman's bag and dumps the whole thing on the ground. The woman inelegantly falls off of her chair, frantically scrambling to collect all her stuff, while my friend bends over and picks up some candy wrappers and a single empty juice box. And then my friend says something in a tone that sends shivers down my spine when I think about it. You stole my baby's medicine? And then ate it? There's always something alarming about being said in a tone that sounds calm, but is not at all calm. Sensing imminent violence, I placed myself between myself and my friend and started shouting for help. A couple lifeguards ran over, one speaking into a walkie-talkie urgently. While all of this is going on, Karen is frantically cramming her things back into her bag, oblivious to her surroundings. Finally, she finishes, realizes what's going on, and immediately stands up and starts shooting her mouth off about indecency and rule-breaking and if my friend didn't bring enough to share, she shouldn't have brought any at all. At this point, my friend shakes me off and thrusts the candy wrapper in her face. Do you understand what this is for? My child is diabetic. I am diabetic. Do you go around and steal crap from every girl here who's skinnier and prettier than you? Or just the ones who don't put up with your BS? 
At this point, several other staff members have arrived and separated the parties. My friend is taken promptly over to the cafe for the first and, to my knowledge, only instance of free food being given out by the place. Once her sugars have leveled out, she had to tell her side of the story to those who needed to know. I don't really know what happened to the Karen. I did ask, but the staff member I asked said they couldn't say. We had to leave after that, as it's fairly important for diabetics to have sugar on hand. And neither of us really felt like paying $3.50 for a glass of orange juice. Plus, the mood was kind of ruined. People these days, ugh. Well, needless to say, this entitled parent was definitely not diabetic, probably didn't understand or have anybody around them who was diabetic, and clearly operated in their own dumb world at the pool. I mean, she stole from these people and unwittingly could have seriously have harmed these people if they didn't get any access to sugar. I mean, at least the water park bailed her out and gave them free stuff to get the sugar levels back on track. But honestly, I think the Karen should have caught a charge for this. This next story is... I was following your instructions. So a few years ago, I posted two stories of things that happened to me in my old job at a grocery store. I promised to post more, but two and a half years ago I quit and I kind of just wanted to distance myself from that place. But a friend of mine was talking to me the other day and a few stories came up and I felt like it's time to tell them. Also, this is a different kind of entitled parent, you'll see what I mean. So while working retail, you interact with a bunch of different kinds of people. It really gives you a view for the world around you. One of the kinds of people who came into my store were the mentally handicapped. Now, there were quite a few who were regulars and we got to know them really well. One was a girl we'll call Kay. Now, Kay took a liking to me because one of the first times she came in, she was wearing a Yu-Gi-Oh shirt. Now, the way I worked was if I saw someone who had a t-shirt of something I had even a remote knowledge of, I talked to them a bit about it. It showed I actually cared about them as a person, which in turn kept them coming back to me. Kay was a sweetheart who was always shy and nervous around people, but would light up the moment you talked to her. Her mother, on the other hand, was the definition of entitled. You'd expect to get last week's sales days after they ended, wanted free reusable bags that cost $2, and always had a list of weird directions that changed every time she came in. This incident was no different. So on this day, she came through my line as Kay had seen me. I talked to Kay for a minute while packing the groceries, when her mother shouted a bunch of directions at me, all but one of which were unimportant to the story, but they were things like, don't put the steak with the ground beef, don't put the soup with the canned vegetable. Kind of weird, but I don't get paid to care, so I just did what was said. The last of these was to put the eggs between the part of the cart where you'd put a child and the handlebars. Now, I know that this space is too wide in our carts, but when I tried to tell her that, I was responded with, you're here to entertain my kids and do as I say. So I just thought, screw it. It's not my job if things go wrong. I finish up her order and continue to talk to Kay, as Entitled Mother makes her pay for stuff and they leave. Not 45 seconds later, I hear the sound of a carton of eggs hit the ground, and I see Entitled Mother come storming up to me, She said my eggs fell because you didn't put them in correct. I said I put them in the way you instructed me to. She said no, had you listened to me they wouldn't have fell. I said I checked with you after I did it to make sure it was how you wanted it. She said I'm telling you you didn't do it correctly. I do this at a different store and it never falls. A cashier says their carts are smaller than ours. The entitled mother said don't lie to me, I know what I'm talking about. 
At this point, Kay is getting visibly upset, and I'm about done with the mom, so I go make sure Kay's okay. I said, Kay, you okay? Kay just kept repeating, don't be mad, over and over. To this day, kind of breaks my heart a bit. The entitled mother says, don't bother with her, she'll be fine. Now go get me my eggs. I said, we sent another bagger to get your eggs the moment we heard yours fall. They'll be here in a second. This was true. She says, I need a manager. Little did either me or the entitled mother know, a manager had already been called by the cashier as I continued to calm down Kay, ensuring her I wasn't mad. Now comes the part that still kind of pisses me off. My manager gets here and even though I had only one store manager I ever liked, most of them knew me better than to think I didn't know my job. This lady proceeds to go off about how I'm a terrible employee and that I spent more time talking to her stupid freaking daughter than to do my job correctly. Now, mock me all you want. I'm cool with it. Better people have called me worse. But to have that level of disrespect to your own child boils my blood. And both my manager and cashier see me getting upset and both know why. The cashier steps in and says, You told him to put your eggs like that. The entitled mother says, Well, he didn't warn me. The cashier next to our register said, Yes, he did. He's not a quiet guy. I heard him warn you. This goes back and forth for a good five minutes. And the whole time, Kay is freaking out as I'm trying to calm her down. And her mother is so in her own head that she doesn't even have the least bit of concern for her own child. The other bagger gets back somewhere in the middle of them all arguing with the eggs, and I've completely checked out from the argument as I'm more concerned with Kay, but I see her grab her eggs and walk out of the store while I'm still sitting next to Kay. I said, um, manager, what the freak are we supposed to do? The manager, realizing I'm still sitting with Entitled Mother's daughter, oh crap. I said, yeah, we've dealt with Code Adams before, but never like this. The manager says, she left the parking lot already, hasn't she? I said, yep. The manager says, take her to the conference room and sit with her till her mom gets back. Now, I had two hours till I was going home, and the conference room had water, so we went and sat in the back. It took three and a half hours till she realized she left her child in the store and came and got her. All in all, I got three and a half hours off my feet and a nice amount of overtime. Every time after they came in, Kay always asked if I was mad at her and I'd tell her no, even though it broke me a little for her to think I did, and her mom never gave me instructions again and couldn't look me in the eyes. I saw her once since I quit while I was shopping with my fiancé in a different store, and I gave her a hug and promised her I was never upset with her. I definitely appreciate the extreme patience OP has for Kay. And I think, honestly, the only real takeaway most people would have from this story is just feeling bad for Kay. And also probably the fact that this entitled mother should have just been straight up banned from that store. Our next story is, Dad is ordering my sister to take a knee during a game and to lose on purpose. My dad is very into getting all three of his kids into being very active in anything, regardless of education or athletics to a point where he's forced us to quit certain things when it doesn't align with his ideals. At the time, I didn't know what my dad was doing. I wasn't in high school yet. I absolutely hated piano, violin, and everything else Asian-related. I had to learn an instrument, so I took up saxophone. Dad hated that because of how expensive it was to maintain the instrument. I didn't know I was in middle school. I thought my dad didn't want me to be musically talented. So I picked up rock drumming instead to satisfy the parental rules. I did that all through high school, 
Until my dad said the music school was too expensive, I had to find another teacher that was going to charge less, or I taught myself. I pretty much did that when I first started, until my dad finally decided to get me a drum kit to have actual feedback for my drumming. Meanwhile, my sisters were still taking piano lessons from the same teacher that was still charging nearly as high as the music school the piano teacher was employed by. I slowly stopped drumming before starting college until I realized the reason is the noise, understandably, I made while banging. Nothing could go on while I was having fun. Another thing, my parents are complaining about how out of shape I look. Meanwhile, I'm doing things they couldn't do when they were my age such as having a mild time fast enough that I could have joined my local SWAT team if I made it through the academy. I can also lift and carry more weight than my parents could at my age. I don't look strong or fit, but I can do enough. All they can do is complain that my shape looks like Roger Smith from American Dad. I have to get a laugh in somehow. Enough about me. My sisters play tennis, and they're so good at it that they're playing it competitively at the regional level. My dad is their manager or overwatch. My dad played tennis in high school, which is how he finally got the guts to meet my mom. I have no idea how good my dad was at tennis, but he's a pain in the butt when it comes to strategy. It's gotten to a point where I had to tell my dad to back off on the micromanaging. It's gotten to a point where it's brought my sisters to tears trying to defend their strategies. In order for my sisters to meet my dad's qualifications, their work schedules aren't 9 to 5, it's more like 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. They get their jobs done first. I think they're doing this so they can have some sort of athletic routine after work. I can't because my job is already a workout for 8 hours, sometimes more a day, and the scheduling of the job are crap. Several times, my dad has argued that his strategies are better to the point where my sisters ask, Do you want me to take a knee during the game? They aren't really strategies, it's more like how to stay in a certain ranking system where you can be the top in your category. Yes, you heard me right. My dad wants my sisters to take a freaking knee and to lose on purpose so you have something to watch. It's reaffirmed for me to a point where my dad is using other words to tell my sister to lose on purpose. Now I'm not very smart, my job pays very little and everyone hates the agency, but I caught on pretty quickly that every discussion always ends up that he wants my sisters to take a freaking knee every game as to not be so good at the game. In every discussion about strategy, my sister storms off during dinner time, which is apparently the best and only time to discuss how taking a freaking knee and lose on purpose, and I have to tell my dad to lay the freak off insulting my sister's skills. Me being the older brother to my sisters and the one who chose a career of assisting people, I feel the need to tell my parents to freak off if they're harming my sisters. They are my siblings and I feel the need to protect them from ending up like me. I definitely appreciate OP sticking their neck out there for their sisters, cause if OP doesn't, doesn't really sound like anybody will. Imagine being the type of parent who's so upset that your kids are better than you ever were at the thing that you kind of dedicated a large part of your life to. I would think almost any parent would love, be proud of, and support their kids being way better than they ever were. That's like one of the biggest accomplishments of being a parent. Knowing you helped foster your child into being even better than you were, why does that not make them feel accomplished and rather jealous? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. 
That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.